0: What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. of 71 And your auditory canals are tuned into Season 5, Episode 6 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area terror. What's going on, brother? Not, not much. Just here,
1: uh, kind of asking in that post packs, you know, uh, glow uh, and uh, <laughs> and eagerly, you know, feeling jazzed for Monster Hunter. So yeah, life is pretty good, my friend. Life is pretty good. <laughs>
0: Great, great, and of course, this show wouldn't be a show without Trader Joe, aka the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on,
2: homie? Uh, what's up, man? Just got back from uh, a Clovis run at GameStop, woohoo, for a friend of mine, actually. So,
0: <laughs> see there, I've- saving dollars all over the city of Fresno.
2: Yeah, it's just because City of Fresno has a um, pawn shop law where you can't trade in on Sundays, so I have to go to the suburb next door, and uh, my poor friend Dom, he was like just ranting and raving about Borderlands 3, but he didn't want to have to pay the full retail price for it, but you know you know me, <laughs> like, uh, did a boomerang at GameStop, and so now he's paying a, a hot 75 bucks for a $100 uh, purchase, so i thought you guys were playing that on pc uh he's dom's playing it on pc i'm um well we'll talk about it later there's a question <laughs> in our voicemail or uh, vessel line about where we're going to play that we'll get into all those particulars but um dom cannot play on controller he has tried he doesn't like to play first person shooters on controllers he used the mouse and keyboard so that's why he is pc only on that bad boy so
0: okay all right well as you mentioned as des mentioned a little bit earlier you guys went to pax west so uh you guys want to uh hit the listeners up with a thumbnail sketch of what you guys did and played and saw or maybe who you met while you were down in seattle
2: yeah no for sure um We played, both of us played quite a bit of games. So, I mean, and I don't know which ones, you know, we played a few games together and i played some games by myself a little bit too. Uh, So the ones we played together, we played Journey to the Savage Planet on there and that was uh, published by 505 Games. Uh, It takes like the No Man's Sky formula and put a story-based narrative to it and it has a kind of a humorous bent that, you know, this fictional Uh, Company basically, that you like kind (laughs) of purchase a package to go to your own planet and to be able to go out and explore uh, this planet. But you know, that this uh, company is not exactly on the up and up, you know, (laughs) so it's just uh, funny. And that's how the game starts on there. So I was kind of looking forward to playing that a little bit more. Uh, kind of put it in my radar as far as games I'm gonna purchase uh, coming up. What do you think about it, Desmond?
1: I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I think the best thing about it is its humor. Um, you, I mean, imagine back in the gold rush when, um, if you can remember, you know, going back into you know history textbooks in the in the gold rush where people were coming out to California and you know you you could go and and like you know um, find your fortune. This is kind of what this game is, but. Um, it was fun, you know it, it was it was definitely a lot of a lot of fun to play. It's a first person you know type of game and you're running around and you have your little gun and you have your different little stuff but but again, it's the humor and it does not take itself very seriously so um it looks like it's gonna be a budget title uh which is fantastic, so we are definitely i am mean, I'm, I'm definitely prob i'm I'm definitely probably gonna pick it up because because I like that kind of. You know, No Man's Sky, Subnautica esque survival type stuff, but this one is much more tongue in cheek than that kind of like you know grandiose, super you know oh No Man's Sky you know type of thing. Or <laughs> it doesn't take itself very seriously, and I think that's what this genre needs. So I'm, uh, I I think I'm gonna have to support that one.
2: Yeah, it retails for thirty bucks. So yeah, there you good. go. That's a that's a perfect price point. I think so, too. I think that they're good to get that down with that. Uh, we also tried out uh, together Streets of Rage 4, uh, which is coming from Sega, and uh, trying to remember the name of the company that's subdeveloped. developed It was the same people that did the uh, Monster World um, reboot uh, for Sega as well. On there, uh, what we played, I it was very impressed. It kind of had the formula of Street of Rage four down to the T, as far as even the font and the music, and, you know, uh, Axel looked kind of chunky a little bit. Yeah, they but. made him look they made him
1: look super chubby. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and Then they have a you're black just... girl plays the who's like who's like a punker, a punk rocker, and then blazes back, and she all thick as hell. And I am like, all right, then, you know, you 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 definitely trying to do something with this game. Let's see it. I enjoyed what I played. I enjoyed what I played of it.
2: It was kind of funny, too, because I was listening to another podcast that they also went to PAX, and they mentioned the fact that the demo froze. Or, yes, <laughs> it
1: word. did. It froze a couple times when we were watching it. So yeah. that was really weird.
2: Actually, and a couple
1: were... demos we played froze. So I was like, hmm. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> or the ones that they... you were watching, I was watching you play another one and it froze too. And I was just like, okay, folks. You know.
2: Yeah, that was a game Sparklight, which I played. So, which seemed cool, but with the with the game freezing on me, it's just like, okay, you know, how am I gonna <laughs> really, you know, pay attention? I'll keep an eye. I, I actually enjoyed what I played at that game, but uh, other games I played through Ukulele uh, and the Impossible Lair. It's uh, like a you know, basically sequel to the past Ukulele game that came out a year. ago two ago on there but it's a 2d side scroller which uh, you know really cheap aimed for kids you know twenty nine ninety nine, on there so um looking forward to that I enjoyed what I played of that uh played uh Code Vein a little bit uh, and just got an idea of how the game played I, I think I handed the controller over to you at, at a certain point right Des?
1: Yep I played it with you um and actually to tell you the truth it wasn't bad. You know, I was like, okay. Um again, this was just like a demo type of situation. Didn't really know a lot of the controls. Uh only had two weapons. I thought the having the companion was cool. Not really sure about the story. Uh but the anime stuff they did have it down pretty pretty down pat. Um I did in I don't know, it's just it, it was like an anime souls and 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 I've played I've uh, played, you know, Dark Souls. I've played The Surge, which is kind of like a sci-fi thing. I've played a, you know, a couple other games, but to to actually feel an anime or play an anime version of a Souls game and have it have those kind of anime tropes, it was kind of fun. It it really struck me a lot of um oh, like God Eater, you know. It had that kind of God Eater aesthetic as well, but it was just um the the formula was just monster. Uh so it was just uh Dark Souls. So, I'm um, playing the demo really kind of changed my thought uh, thoughts about the game, um, and I might pick it up on a sale just to kind of play it. I think it's, I think that, and I was watching some, um, gameplay videos, uh, uh online, because I, I, I like watching that on YouTube. I was watching gameplay, uh, videos and stuff, and the character creation looks really good and looks very tight on it, so, I don't know, like, depending on who gets it first, um, you know, I might play it at Joe's house. Um, and if I like it, I might I might I might actually make a purchase. So. Uh, mm. what are your thoughts about that game, Kev? I mean, I know you like Souls type games. Are you interested in Code Vein? I actually I
0: don't like Souls type games. I thought you uh, did because
1: you played uh-uh. Sekiro. and Sekiro's kind of like that
0: a little because bit. Because Sekiro does not have a uh what they call that an energy bar. Uh oh, like stamina a stamina bar. bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that is okay. why I don't like I don't play that's that's the only reason why I don't play um uh, okay. souls games is the stamina bar. Every time I try, whether it's Bloodborne or one of the uh demon souls or dark souls, I I get caught up I get caught up in the mechanics of a beat 'em up and I just my mind just can't break away from the fact that okay, I need to take into account my stamina. That's just not the way I I play beat 'em up. So, oh, <laughs> that is why Souls games just never really, uh, never really uh, marinated in my mind when it comes to that. So
1: I did not know that. So you'll probably be passing on this, then
0: I probably will. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm, if I can find it on a Black Friday deal or something, I'll I might I'll pick it up and check it out. But. Most likely, I'm expecting this to be the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's the reason why I didn't play Neo. Uh, oh, okay. The stamina bar, the, and a lot of people probably listening to that Well, say so that's stupid. You just have to get used to the bar. I understand that, but the way I play beat 'em ups, i have the stamina bar is just something that is just not part of my mindset when I'm going through uh a move set and trying to master the moves, techniques, counters, it it just doesn't click in my head.
2: <laughs> so. Well that's real. What you what you guys can do is uh conveying the demos actually out on PSN and also on Xbox Live on there. So the same demo I'm assuming we played at PAX is available for everyone to check out. So uh just in case you're on the fence or you're curious about it, it is available for download. So cool. cool. You guys check out any panels you want to mention real quick? Uh, I went to a few panels. Um, I went to a recording of Acts of the Blood God, which is a podcast from US Gamers based on RPGs. And, you know, I was not expecting them to go over Final Fantasy VII Midgar in finite detail. That's what they did for the whole entire things so it was it was uh good to reflect back on playing that game because it's been a long time since i played final fantasy 7 on that um i also went ahead and i attended a dragon quest uh panel on there that talked about all the uh, changes with dragon quest 11 with the uh, definitive version coming out for switch on that so i enjoyed watching that even though i'm like you know uh, partially in a way just kind of still po'd that Square Enix uh, and Nintendo decided to add all this extra stuff to the uh, Switch version and not bring it out for the PS4 or PC versions on that. You know, I'm still on the fence of buying it. I I want the extra content, but I'm um, kind of waiting for uh, Square Enix to drop at least some of that stuff for uh, the other two versions of the game. So, But I did happened to get a wristband and waited in line to get a signature from the producer of dragon quest 11 along with the, uh, the associate producer and uh, art director, I believe that's you know, who I waited in line for on that. So, so it was cool. I kind of wish I had a heads up so I could bring some dragon quest merch with me on my travels, you know, cause I have plenty of stuff, but I wound up uh, just getting a, uh, a little sketch uh, notepad that they handed out for uh, you to get autographs. So, and then we also waited in line me and Dez to get an autograph from the producer of Monster Underworld Iceborn that was so much fun there. that was so cool and we got a photograph and you know, my photograph for some whatever reason I just didn't want to be all like Shiny happy boy, and then I wound up looking like uh, I was like, you know, you just killed my dad or <laughs> my <laughs> cat died or something. He did. He had this kind of frown.
1: I'm like, why are you frowning? He's like, I have no idea why. And I'm just like, I, what I, the
2: I, hell, I don't dude? know if I have a standing frowning face or what deal is like, but... just this.
1: This is resting bitch face. I was like, dude, what's going on? And I was like, are, were you mad about something? And he's like, No, no I, I just I, didn't I, know. I just didn't think about it. And I was just like, Jesus. I just, like, I just didn't. I,
2: I usually I cheese it up on those type of pictures, and I just. I wanted to have a good measured look to my face, you know. I didn't want to like, you know, like oh like you know, like you know, I'm sitting there like a jackass, but, but of course my picture's I, I, all I like, wound Yay! up taking <laughs> it, I wound up taking it the, the uh, opposite direction.
1: So. Yeah, it was it was pretty bizarre. I was just like he had a scowl on his face. He just had like this this little frown. I was just like, why oh, yeah. are you frowning? It's like you can just look you can just stand there and just look kind of stoic but you're like you're, you're you're literally casting a frown i was like "Why? i know going on? i
2: gotta wonder what the producer thought it's like i'm sitting there just like uh you know like
1: oh. you probably didn't see it <laughs> yeah probably not you know because he was looking at the camera smiling <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> oh that was funny that was that was that was funny that was that was a lot of fun oh i got a chance to make
2: up we stand i was stood in line and got a picture with the um The Mama Cooker, Cooking Cat. Yeah, the the Mama Cooking
1: Cat from uh, from Monster Hunter. She was there, and we got a picture. And it it was funny because I had no idea like where she was from or what was happening until um, until I started playing Monster Hunter, and then I was like, "Oh, that's who you are. Okay, that's cool."
2: Yeah, it's the new cat in um, in
0: Iceborne, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I I just want to give that cat a hug. (laughs) <laughs> Every time I see that thing cooking, it's like, "Oh, thanks for the meal." <laughs> yeah, she was,
1: she was she was really kind of fun, and and I guess she she I got to hold this bowl or something that she that she has in the in the in the game. I don't know. It was just it was just really bizarre. I was just like,
0: "Yeah."
2: <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go to the after party for Monster World Iceborn, but we wound up uh, just going and doing some board game stuff instead. On that, so that was yeah.
1: fun. Yeah, so. I was very surprised at how much uh, board game stuff uh, was happening. Um, I, w- I was also surprised um, about how much uh, love PAX gave to indie indie titles. Like I was, there was a lot of indie titles there that that really uh, kind of looked really good. And I was like, okay, you know, so so yeah. Um, I wish I remembered a couple of them. Uh, why don't you talk for a minute, Joe, and I'll uh, let me go get something real quick.
2: Well, I did play some other games too that you know I circle back to. So, um, I played this one side scroller indie uh, title uh, which is being published by Team Seventeen called Blasphemous. That's coming out literally, I think, this week or next week on there. And I play, I actually enjoy it for what I play. It's a two D side scroller. Um, I would say more on the Castlevania side than the Metroid side, but definitely in that vein. On that, so. Um, enjoyed what i played of that um played trials of mana which is the, what game is this
1: again sorry The first
2: before that one uh blasphemous okay yeah all right okay and then i also checked out trials of mana which is the senken debt sensu 3 which is basically the sequel to secret of mana that they're doing the remake of on there so and i, I like what i played uh, good action rpg uh, just got to see the beginning of the game on there, and I just like the art style and what they're doing with the game. And it's games coming out for Switch and for PS4 and PC coming out in April of 2020 on there. So they finally announced the release date. I got my pre order locked in before my Gamers Club Unlock goes away yeah. on that. Um, play this game called Cyber Shadow, which is being published by uh, Yacht Club Games, the publisher of uh, Shovel Knight. On there, uh, very inspired 8-bit ninja-inspired game. There's a few of these kind of rolling around a bit, you know. I know the messenger is well noted as well, but that kind of jumps between 8 and 16-bit, and it's more in the ninja Gaiden style. This is, you know, literally I, I love the fact that uh, a lot of these uh, indie developers are kind of honing in on a certain subgenre. Of NES games where they're riffing off of this stuff and adding a little bit extra secret sauce to it, uh, and to go back to that formula, it's like someone trying to master uh, an, uh, like an old dish from 20 years ago or something, you know. And to see them, you know, busting up with the, the and I enjoy what I played. It's definitely a day one for me on there. I'm just going to pick it up. I know it's coming out in 2020, from what the developer said at the show. So keep an eye out for that, and then. Uh, played uh, Risk of Rain 2, which is the 3D roguelike game that is quite popular on PC on that. And, you know, got a little taste of it, but uh, we'll see when the retail version of that game comes out in November. I know it comes at Risk of Rain 1 and 2 on one shiny disc on there. So but that's pretty much my PAX playthroughs. Uh, I decided not to wait in line for hours to play games that are coming out in two weeks, so I kind of drew the line as far as playing Borderlands 3 or checking out any of the highbrow, like, Nintendo stuff, like Luigi's Mansion 3 or anything like that, so... Mm
1: yeah I also got a whole bunch of um i was we we went through um an area which was the um, what was the what was the big indie area that we went through in indie mega booth yeah what so, so we went through and looked at a whole bunch of cool ass indie games that i think you should check out one was called Grek, and it's coming in twenty twenty it's uh by uh uh, let me see. Yeah, so it's a uh, Greg G R E A K. That was kind of cool. Another another game that's out right now on Steam called Epic Tavern. That was that looked really fun. I got to see some. I got to see a little bit of uh, Pillars of Eternity Two: Deadfire, the Ultimate Edition. That's coming out. I'm excited to see that. It's going to be on Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch. They didn't have a, a release date for it, but af- after playing the first Pillars of Eternity, I'm super stoked for that. Uh, a couple of games from from there as well was like a game called Yaga uh it's like a it's a it's coming in fall 2019 it might be out soon um, but it's like another one of those kind of you know you play this guy who looks like Joe running around you know slavic slavic mythology and it's like an action role playing game and it looks it looks really really fun uh Card Apocalypse is like a card game with kids. Into the Dead Two, which is uh, which is another shooter, uh, and it's coming out in October, and it's a first-person shooter in which you're playing against fighting against zombies, uh, and it's for the Nintendo Switch. So we'll see what that looks like. I mean, I don't know that Card Apocalypse game was for all platforms, and from Apple Arcade, so it was a really. I mean, it looks really kind of fun uh hitchhiker was another game where you play as a hitchhiker i was like what is this game (laughs) uh and yeah it's like your 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 goal is to solve your own backstory so i guess it's a little bit of memento maybe but it seemed kind of interesting i wasn't really sure uh was another game you know that that looked really cool to come into all the all the systems uh, and then one of the games that I was really super excited for and I cannot wait to play is uh, Psychonauts 2 uh, from Double Fine. Uh, I was super stoked because I played the crap out of the first one. Um, and I'm looking definitely looking forward to playing uh, this new one on, on the next-gen consoles. So I will definitely be picking up that one. Uh, definitely a day one for me. Uh, see, it just seems really, really cool. saw this really cute game. Which is a uh, which is a colony management sim with cats called a uh, Catadell. I saw that and had to, had to, had to take a look out of had to take a look at that. Uh, this game called Witchstone or Project Witchstone. Uh, sorry, Witchstone is yeah Project Witchstone. And then uh, from the same developers of like Omnisite. sorry Site and Stories, The Path of Destinies. Uh, so if I I remember Stories being on. Uh, PSN, and these are the same developers are, are, are doing a new one. Stories Remastered, you know, as well as Omen's Side Definitive Edition and their new game, Witch Stone, which is all on, um, it's coming out on Steam. There's another one, there's another game that was indie game that was, uh, called Fold, is like a folding game in which you have to run around and fold stuff. Uh, so uh, it's a lot like of
0: origami style? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like oh, origami. Okay.
1: And like, and, I don't know, it, it was just, I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is this, you know? So,
0: that's interesting
1: yeah yeah a lot of board game stuff that we picked up as well there's another game that i really thought was really kind of cool called uh trials of fire and it's like a diablo clone sort of by Boy, and it's out now uh on on steam but it's uh it's like a top down isometric uh the art style looked really cool so um it was funny, Joe was like, you know, because Joe and I went and he came up to San Francisco and he stayed over and then we took the we, we took the flight out and he drove up. And so he was all like, yeah, I think I'm going to take this computer I loaned you back. And I'm like, well, I don't know, especially after seeing all these games on Steam, I might try to give it another try to work on a, to, to, to do stuff on um, on a, on PC. So let's see. So so he let me he let me uh borrow it. Again, so we continue borrowing and So I'm going to try to see if I can get this PC version of, you know, PC working, you know, in Steam. So we'll see. Another good indie game that I saw was Get in the Car, Loser. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> it's just like you get in this car and you're driving around. It's coming out in 2020. I'm doing this. It's just weird. It's like, you know, uh and it's like you're fighting a machine devil or something. The sort of fate. And you basically drive around and it's a it's a it's a it's an RPG sort of I mean I'm just telling you the the indie games the indie games were just they looked so cool and it's just so like I, I could have spent hours there just, just looking at all these indie games and stuff because like because you know you're gonna buy, you know, the Luigi Manson, you know you're gonna buy the Pokemon Shield, so you know, you know there's certain games, so you're gonna buy the Borderlands, but these indie games that they're doing you know, like they're, they're really putting a lot of heart into this stuff. Another one that I saw was one called Falcon Age, in which it's a first-person shooter. Get, get, you're a falconeer, and, there, and there's going to be some VR, VR stuff with it as well, where you, where you actually have that, the, the, the falcon on your hand, and you throw it out and you do something. So it, it just sounds
2: really, really super cool. Oh, sorry about uh, that. No problem. Uh, falcon Age is actually out. It's been out for a couple of months, actually. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just I, I might have to take a look at it and try it. Uh, the couple of games that we saw, I know Joe had spoken a little bit about Sparklight. That was the game that kind of froze on him, but you know, it's a top-down, you know, kind of action RPG-ish kind of game, and it looked fun. Um, even it did. Though, it was fun when yeah. I played it. So yeah, and it's coming out fall 2019. Another one from the same studio was Stranded Sails: Explorers of the Cursed Island. It's another game within that same sort of genre. And it's coming out in fall. Uh the game company is uh merge games. So if you're thinking about it, or Lemon Bomb Entertainment. Merge Games. Like these are all indies that you should you should these are all indies that you should probably check out. Another one is Wild Hearts. That sounds like a good game. It had a lot of but I think they had a lot of money though, because I saw a lot of ads for that game. Another one is Plunge, which is like out now, turn based roguelite seven ninety nine. It's on um Nintendo Switch and Steam. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah, and it was Journey to the Savage Planet was the other one. Uh and it's great. Like you get pre-order bonuses and some, some really weird stuff. And you're you're working for the fourth best company. It's just so hilarious. Another one, which was uh Monster. Monster um Monster Camp. Uh so you can definitely go and pre-order that. Um, Witchwoods, another game. I saw Joe play Cyber Shadow. That was great. Divinity: Fallen Heroes. That's the new Divinity game that's coming out. Um, not really sure what's going on with it. It's um, it's a game sort of like uh, I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is, Joe?
2: I'm trying to check it out right now here. So
1: yeah, so it's like a it's 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 a it's like an expansion or something from uh from Divinity Original Sin, and so you're you're um running around and you're and you're 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 piloting the Lady Vengeance, which is the ship that you escape on. So um, so yeah, it looks like it's an expansion, but it looked pretty cool. Um, there was nothing there uh, at at Larian Studios for um. Boulder's Gate. So that was kind of sad about that. I was hoping to see something for for Boulder's Gate uh, three, but they didn't have anything. So that was kind of sad. Um, saw okay,
2: yeah. The yeah. Vinity Fallen Heroes is a tactical um, okay. action game with co-op play. So
1: okay, uh, another game I saw was Solsta Crown of the Magister. Uh, which is a brand new uh, turn-based tactical RPG based on D and D. Looks like it's fifth edition. So that's another. Looks like it's a really cool game right now. It uh, it's going to be. They're going to Kickstarter it. Um, it's called Solsta. Uh, saw Shovel Knight, uh, King of Cards, which is which is another Shovel Knight game, and they were they were give, they they had actual Shovel Knight amiibos, which is kind of cute, and they they had them in a case. That was next to, the same by the same people that did uh, Cyber Shadow. And then the last game that I saw, which was really kind of cool. Um, sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry. One more one more game is Moving Out, which is another really cool kind of like uh, game that you can, it's a multiplayer game that you can play with a ton of people for the PS4, Switch, Nintendo. It's coming out in 2020. But again, the last thing that I saw and I grabbed something for, which was really cool, was uh, River City Girls. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't uh, do a. um, I didn't play it.
2: Uh... Well, Kevin could tell you all about River City Girls when we (laughs) cover that. (laughs) On that, yeah. yeah. As far as River City Girls, Desmond, um, it's you could order it through Limited Run Games right now for the next, like I think, up until the end of September. If you want a physical copy, otherwise, the uh, actual digital game came out on friday i believe so mm-hmm. yeah i did on there yeah. and then I, I i did play another game i forgot to mention but i wanted to make a mention of it uh and hold on i just lost it so. <laughs> live radio here folks oh, uh, yeah. uh this indie game called no straight roads on there which is available for pre-order right now but uh, the game basically what it is let's say um kind of inspired by jet set radio a bit and uh, it has like a like a rhythm based uh fighting system or action based system so but you if you don't have a good sense of rhythm it's not going to hinder your progress in the game too so oh, is but, that like cadence of hyrule uh it's a little bit but not as um uh, even it's not so much where if you're you know rhythm where rhythmically like uh like not synchronized as much uh that uh, you will not suffer or will not be you know hurt by not doing it within the rhythm on there but obviously if you get in the rhythm and get the timing down the rhythm is there just for you to be able to get the timing of the action uh, of the of the two you know avatars that you play as so Mm -hmm. On that, and I like the plot too because basically you're like introducing rock and roll to uh, Vinyl City, where everyone is just busting out with this uh, electronic music on there, and then it's all like you know, um, you know, obviously all this gray futuristic city where all they do is listen to EDM music on there. So, and this is from the lead game designer of Final Fantasy 15 on there so it's something that he split off from Square Enix and uh, doing this game on there and they had a artist that previously worked on Street Fighter 5 do the art for the game on there as well so so it looks like it's a pretty cool game they kind of hooked up with the publishing company sold out which previously published stuff like uh, Strange Brigade and uh, like Warhammer Vermintide a few other games on that so so looking forward to that so uh, Desmond, did you have anything else to add regarding packs?
1: Uh, yeah, so the one thing, other thing, i want to talk about is we did a lot of stuff with um uh, with board games. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Joe was in a board game competition uh, tournament. He did not win, but <laughs> but oh, I was not uh, going to win no matter what? <laughs> even though... but it was it was it was good that you did it though. You know, you went out oh, there. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So
2: yeah, I was worried that the games would be overly complex, but like one of the games was basically like a uh, a uh, little bit more uh, complicated version of Connect Four, which you know, I enjoyed playing after a while. And one card game I think was like YuGi, I think, where it was just silly, where you just had to like, you know, basically put cards like on various parts of your body, like on your eyelids and on your elbow, and still be able to draw the card and not lose the card while you're doing your motion on that. So,
1: yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, then. We actually took some time out and we left PAX. Oh we left PAX and we went to uh, Pink Rilla. And so which is if you don't know, Pink Gorilla is a um it is like a you can describe it better, Joe, than I can. Because I yeah, know you were just, like a,
2: it's a it's a local happen. um basically buy, sell, use games and they sell Japanese games as well. And being in Seattle obviously they have access to a little bit more of those type of games. On there. So, and uh, the store itself was kind of inspired by um, uh, the store in Akihabara on there. I'm trying to think of the name of the Super store. Super Potato? You got it. Yep. On there. So, Grant, I've been to Super Potato before, and uh, the location, we went to the uh, Chinatown location, mm-hmm. and they have another location in the university area. I found out afterwards, listening to another podcast that also went to PAX, that uh, they were very underwhelmed with the Chinatown location, but the university location was actually, they deemed as pretty okay on there. So we went to the wrong location, unfortunately, Desmond. Oh, well. I know. We'll know better for next time Yep. on that. Because, yeah, it's it's hard for me to go to a game store and actually not buy anything, and I didn't buy anything. So I almost bought the thing for PS2. <laughs> that's That's where my buying decisions came down to on that picking up some obscure stuff. But yeah, we did go Rome or Seattle a bit, uh, went to what? Pike's market.
1: in yep. there went to Pike's market, went to a comic book store. I bought a ton of board games. Um, it was a lot of fun. It, it was definitely a lot of fun. And I'm glad that, uh, we made this happen this year. So, um, definitely would love to get more people go. I would love for Kev. I would love for you to go. I think that you would have a blast. Um, I think you would really enjoy it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: there's some cool aspects of the show too. Especially, I mean, that uh, I only discovered on this like the third day, uh, where they had a bunch of old arcade games on free play. I was playing Congo Bungo for a while.
1: Yeah. They actually, had this, you could you could. They had systems that you could rent out. They had game board board games you could rent out. They they had a land room where people could just sit and play video games all day. I mean, it was just it was crazy. Like it 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 was there was so many and there was like multiple floors of stuff and they had all kinds of stuff it was just it was just a lot of stuff that you know and i was just like like we did we did the whole there's two floors fifth and sixth floor and we did all of that in one day up and down just to see where everything was and that wasn't even that was like half of the of of where stuff was you know and we and lucky enough we had friends that were there who had been there before and they were able to tell us, "Oh, no, no, you need to go here too." And I was like, "What?" And so there was another there's like secret entrances into the into packs, not secret, but it's just like other entrances and it was just really like it 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 was it was not as crazy as Comic-Con, but definitely a step up from um from a PlayStation experience. And I ha- I can't I can't compare it to E3 because I've never been to E3. So but uh um, but PAX I could,
2: I could say it it trumps E3. E3 is a trade show event. This okay. is for the uh peeps that enjoy the games, not the pub the peeps that publish the games, you know. So Yeah.
1: But it's definitely worth it. If you if you ever have the chance to go to PAX, you should. It's just a lot, it was just a lot of fun. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you guys had a blast. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, for me, I was I was here stuck in, in, in jolly old Fresno, but uh, since our last recording, uh, I celebrated my wife's birthday, and uh, we got, we had a family get together here at the house. And uh, one of the thing, what I one of the things I got her for Christmas or oh, Christmas or birthday. All right, <laughs> already thinking. Uh, yeah, already thinking. Yeah, I got her another tablet. So she's been um, she's been playing with that. I got her the uh, Galaxy S5e, and I got a super deal on it. It's the um, it's normally about four hundred bucks, but Amazon Warehouse had two. Uh, what, they, what they what they what they're new, but you know someone ordered them, and for whatever reason they sent them back, and uh, I. I got I got these I got this one for 270 before tax. Uh, on what's normally a $400 tablet or wow. I think I think new Amazon is selling it for 397 uh or 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 398 uh 397.99 is what is where it's being sold for right now. So it is the it is a it is Samsung's flagship tablet. Uh, well actually just below their flagship, which is still the S4, because the S4 comes with a uh, comes with the Samsung, their new Samsung pin. Uh, this one does not come with a pin. I don't even know if it's pin compatible or not. But uh, I have a I have an SM900, which used to be like many years ago, used to be their their top dog uh, for Samsung tablets, and. The problem is, is that the charger for it is starting to, is just all the plastic is worn off is worn off the uh, uh, the connector, so it's just bare metal. And uh, this tablet has long since been discontinued, and it's super difficult to find a replacement charger for it. So I and my wife is always on my tablet, <laughs> uh, so I went on ahead and got her and got her this way better than the one i've got it's it's uh, uh what do you call it soup uh am sup, uh, super amoled or amoled screen uh it's got a it, it's 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 got a uh really high um uh really high uh what i call that uh resolution okay. so it's 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 really neat it's really neat so i'm going to re- i'm going to be getting a hopefully. My goal is maybe for Christmas to get my, replace this tablet that I have and get me a new one. So, uh, but I got her that one, cause that was a deal I just could not pass up. But as far as gaming for me, uh, I digging back into my backlog, I am playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is the biggest crime in my backlog. That game is phenomenal. Uh, graphically it's super impressive even though I'm playing it on a 1080p plasma it's still uh, visually just fantastic the game plays fantastically uh, really enjoying uh, that title if I had to think if I had to and it's really a nitpick um, and some of the um, discussions conversations that aloy has with uh non-playable characters and these are not people that are really critical to the story they're just you know maybe you're talking to a merchant or talking to somebody and you know in a uh in a village that you come across sometimes the the facial expressions kind of have that uh you know like spaced out look uh i haven't noticed any uh syncing problems. I know some people were talking about uh, there's like a syncing problem with uh, the audio uh, for some of those conversations. I'm sure that's long since been patched up, been been patch corrected. But uh, man, other than that, this game is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the other game I've been playing, of course, is uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. So maybe we can get into a group discussion on that. Uh, but the last game that I will talk about that I've been playing is River City Girls. And the only downside I have with River City Girls is its price. I think 30 bucks might be a little bit high. Uh, It is $29.99 on uh, PlayStation PlayStation Store. I don't know if Steam or other stores are selling it for a little bit less or if you can get it from uh, other third-party code places for a little bit less. But that aside, River City Girls is one of the most enjoyable beat-em-ups I've played in a long, long time. It is a... It is a way forward project and they completely reimagined the kunio kun style uh, games. It's everything has like a the, des, the art design has is straight up anime, it's completely anime. Although there are some kunio kun stylings to some of the characters that you come across, but it is a complete reimagining from the chibi style that Kunio kun games are known for. Uh, they there's even like a uh, a throwback to that style in the tutorial where uh, Kunio in his chibi form and his like this HD chibi form is taking you through all your your maps and you know how you equip items and, and whatnot. So it does kind of toss, you know, throw throw that bone towards the uh, the retro in that aspect but this is a completely reimagined uh river city universe and it is absolutely fantastic um the game's combat system is as can be as intricate or as simple as you want you know i mean i'm sure you can you can go through the game and you know tap square and probably finish the game but for me, with beat'em ups is I always like digging into the meat of the combo systems and you can link certain special moves together for like a devastating effect. Um, a couple of them I've figured out on my own. I've seen a couple of videos on YouTube for folks who are further into the game than I am, who've unlocked more uh, moves and you can just you can just wreck shop. With uh, some of uh, with, the, with their with the combo system they have at play at this game, uh, a lot of meat to it. I guess if the the only other thing that I, if I have to knock it is that there is no online play. It is um, local two player only. But even with that, uh, this game, if you like em ups at all, I couldn't recommend. Uh, river city girls any higher the 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 music is top-notch um i don't know the band that is playing some of the songs for it but it, it, it they're kind of like the a throwback to like this valley girl 1980s valley girl kind of rock uh motif to it with the music and the uh the voiceovers that they've done for the characters and it just fits the game like perfectly um so I couldn't I couldn't recommend uh River City Girls any higher. Like I said, you know, price point a little steep, uh, particularly with no online play, but I still say it is definitely worth your coin if you like beat 'em ups at all. Well
1: I'm definitely happy yeah. to pick it up.
0: The uh
2: physical version's another five bucks. It's thirty four ninety nine at limited run right now. And you mm. do get a uh C D uh soundtrack with a physical C D soundtrack, so mm.
0: So that's, I may, I may be. Well, I may, I may try to double dip on that, uh, and just get, get, get the physical, and just kind of just, just to have it because the game to me is just that impressive. So with that, um, let's jump into our. We had some feedback, didn't we? Yeah, I got a couple of tweets. Yeah. All right. Well, Trader Joe, why don't you jump into that with our uh, vessel line. Okay. uh, Go with that.
2: All right. So we got a tweet from our good friend Jason, uh, Surgeon Fire, on here, and his question to us, are you picking up Borderlands 3? Which console and which character to start? So... As far as any of you guys are you buying borderlands 3 on launch on friday
0: well i don't think kevin is uh <laughs> i don't think kevin is so mm. uh, no i don't i think i'll i'll if i do get it it'll be a black friday get
1: um i don't know yet if i'm gonna buy it or not i probably will um and if i do play it'll probably be either the siren because uh, I really like sirens and they in that universe. They're really kind of cool, but I'm don't I don't I'm not sure if I'm cool with her being a melee siren, but whatever. Uh, and then the uh, the 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 one with all the pets. I think his name was Flack. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna play him because I love pets. So I love like running around with pets and stuff like that. So those either one of those two are probably the ones that I'm going to play. Joe, are you gonna? Well, I know you're gonna buy it day one. That's not even. Let's not even kid ourselves. Yeah, but, I, uh,
2: I enjoyed the game enough. Yeah, I already have it pre-ordered. Uh, getting the season pass and all that. It's just because um, Best Buy, I mean, get it for 20% off plus a $10 certificate. So it's basically 30 bucks off on the top. So, I mean, pretty much it's just begging for me to buy it. It's part of my <laughs> uh, two games uh, that I'm restricting myself a month to buy on there so it's part of that mix on that so yeah it's definitely day one i'll be picking that up on friday as far as the characters i haven't really thought about it but uh probably going to pick uh, play flack He looks kind of cool he's the Beastmaster, like you said on that des yep uh, zane looks kind of cool too he's the operative on there i had to remind myself which character classes were <laughs> with the game are you able to play as uh
1: claptrap at all i don't think so right no no claptrap okay he was only in the he was only in the pre-sequel yeah the pre-sequel that's where you got claptrap that's it yeah
2: i still have intentions of going and completing that uh road sanctuary dlc so we'll see if i make it and try to do that first before i start borderlands 3 proper but uh that's that's me with borderlands 3 so i'll be playing a day one on ps4 so yeah, uh, they are going to eventually. Uh, they said that they're going to come up with cross-play, so you know, I have a few friends that are going to be playing on PC. So, but I'm not going to double dip for that reason, because I'll be able to, I want to play multiplayer with them uh, cross platform on that, and not have to double dip and double dip and pay twice the price just to play, you know, the game on other platforms. So, all okay. right. All right. And then we did have a a question from Chaffee on there. So let me go ahead and bring that up real quick. And his question to us, aside from staying off social media, what do you do to keep ridiculous gaming news from influencing and or frustrating you? In example, the uh, X button versus cross button controversy. (laughs) Uh, That's been a hot button issue. Uh, Gears Five being broken and complaining about it, uh, cyberpunk gender drama, so on and so forth. So, uh, gentlemen, Kevin, what do you do to get these ridiculous uh, gaming controversies from frustrating you? I have a really simple
0: solution to that. I don't care. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is how. That is how I resolve that. Yep. yep. Um, I. I I don't I don't if for people some of the stuff I do find funny uh and I i I've been known to throw out some low-hanging fr- fruit uh with regards to the uh, Xbox and the PlayStation and the, and the whole quote unquote console war nonsense nothing serious just you know just funny uh in my opinion some people a couple of people have taken some of the stuff I've said too seriously which is just silly cuz I, I don't care about any of that stuff the the best way to do it is it's just like here's my thing it's like as long as people are not insulting you for your consumer choices uh i don't take any of the, that stuff personally uh, a lot of it i think is kind of is kind of funny in like a Maury povich jerry springer kind of way uh it, it you know it kind of is what it is but the internet is always going to find something stupid uh to bark about and video games are the the gaming community seems to pride itself in finding some of the lamest the lamest topics to argue about on twitter you know when i saw the you know he mentioned the cross versus x button <laughs> the, uh, the 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 Cyberpunk 2077 uh, gender thing. And, you know, by the way, folks, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, 2077 started out as a pen and paper game in the same vein as Dungeons and Dragons, and it's the black man who made it, (laughs) which is just crazy when people are saying, oh, well, there's racism because one of the gangs is called the Animals. It's like, uh, no. this is part of the world that this man and uh i can't remember the name the name of either him or uh who he's called his best friend uh came up came up with all the characters all the gangs all the lore behind these characters and organizations this black man uh is not racist (laughs) whether or not even if it was two white dudes i mean i've seen the i've seen the content uh there's nothing stereotypical or racist or any th- anything that i've seen and you're talking about a game which basically lets you turn yourself into anything you want to be so why wouldn't gender be a part of this crazy mixed up cybernetic world you know it it, it, i don't know people people find the weirdest hills to die on in this gaming community so to answer your question chaffee i just don't care (laughs) i just i just let people bark about it and uh you know i just save my my outrage for something that's really important
1: i'd have to agree i just watch it and i say okay you know i just watch it and say okay you know, and I just don't. I just don't let it get to me. You know, it's just because they're they're just opinions. You know, and people, you know, always have opinions, and, and most of the time they stink. So it's like whatever.
2: <laughs> um, my thing is like you know so I was listening uh, to someone else talk about the same topic, and it seems like the lowest common denominator actually comes out to be where you know we. Gamers, we're all ages, you know. I happen to be in my (laughs) upper 40s right now, and it's like, you know, I've been through uh, the ups and downs as gaming goes and whatnot. And to think that, you know, I'm sitting here on a board or talking with someone that's 14 or 15 years old, they're going to have a lot different viewpoint and maybe a lot more like, oh, my God, like, you know, uh, sort of kind of feelings towards certain topics where we're we're just, we don't care because, you know, (laughs) been there done that it's like it's not my hill to die on kind of thing <laughs> you know so so you know it's just kind of funny to think that you know we are uh all from all different age spectrums and you know obviously it's some some of the stuff that might be controversial to some might be just a generational thing in my opinion so
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know yeah. as far as the x button versus cross button a uh, you know i don't really care you know i, I have considered it as being the cross button before i consider it as being the x button on there uh gears being broken and i'm not playing gears right now usually most launches of a game are usually pretty bad in, in general and so i've learned throughout the years not to play a game directly at launch i think you kind of got bit by trying to play gears this past weekend right kevin well yeah
0: because i I forgot to cancel my <laughs> I forgot the last time they had that $2 that $2 one of their $2 ho- $2 holler deals for ultimate uh, I forgot to cancel it. So I used uh, I bought um, I can't remember I don't I put I didn't, didn't put on my card or what well, did I use my card? You might I might use my card anyway. Uh, I canceled it. I was trying to get in before my just to try it before my ultimate uh canceled out uh, and so this past saturday Friday night, I didn't try it saturday uh Friday night was just uh i live was completely down so um you know the thing that had me upset with that situation though is that I couldn't even play my physical copies of my backwards compatible games, which was Ninja Gaiden 1 or Ninja Gaiden Black and Ninja Gaiden 2. I can play the games, but I couldn't continue my progress in, in, in those games because my saves are saved in the cloud. And since Live was down, I would not be able to... Either to continue my my previously saved story, which I think is just completely stupid. Uh, why there, there I always assumed that my saves uh, were stored on the hard drive, um, you know, on the on the physical console, you know, as well as in the cloud. But no, your saves for all for backwards compatible games is stored in the cloud. So if Live is down. You can forget about continuing your story even if you have the physical copy of the game, which is just dumb. But that was my biggest <laughs> that was my biggest concern. my my hang up. Yeah,
2: and I saw that there's some been some like, you know, glitches with Gears 5. and just gotta wait for the game to come out on Tuesday and for everything to kinda roll its way out. So but uh Isn't the game I, out already? Uh, it's not physically out until Tuesday. So oh, okay. yeah. But that's how we approach things, you know, we're seasoned here <laughs> at the gaming vessels, so <laughs> it's how we deal with this crap. It's like like most of the stuff on Twitter, it's like all ancillary and <laughs> mm-hmm. trifling. <laughs> so
0: Not that right. Not that right.
2: All righty. Well, thanks for the feedback, guys. I really appreciate, uh, you know, on the short notice to get at least a couple of uh, things to pepper the show up with. So uh, kudos good. to you both.
0: Absolutely. Uh, hey, did you guys want to uh, give uh, some quick impressions on Iceborne real quick before we go into the news? Sure.
2: I haven't played it at all, so you, you two oh, okay. <laughs> handle business. I was going uh, into... Joe. <laughs> What I thought was Iceborne, and I wound up uh, bringing up the Witcher Three content uh, in Monster. Hunter, so that's what my Friday night was trying to do. That content. So,
0: okay. Did Did you complete it?
2: No, I did not. I'm gonna actually go back and finish that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: well, my opinion of Iceborne is kind of well at 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 the time. I really wasn't feeling it. And the reason I wasn't feeling it. Because I didn't understand. What Iceborne actually was. Um, I was. Being. I was getting frustrated. Because I mean I did the first two. Story missions. You fight that that, uh, snow version. Of the salamander looking monster. With the horn on his head. And the the Bambaros. And I, I completed that. But. I they sent me back to Asteria to do some uh, to to hunt some subspecies, and I was just like, okay, why is it taking me damn near an hour to beat uh, uh, the Kobe Kadachi clone? Why is it taking me forty five minutes to beat the uh, uh, oh gosh what was the other one the uh, the Puki Puki clone the Coral Puki Puki? This is crazy I don't I don't get it and it's like well the reason why is that all of your even your high rank gear that 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 I've spent all this time and money on <laughs> when I say money I mean currency uh, in game currency to max out uh, doesn't mean anything because these. Uh, I guess this is monster hunter worlds version of G rank which I've never played a G rank monster hunter oh, this is really my first monster hunter period and I, I was just like to the point where, okay, this is just stupid. So I went to YouTube and discovered that, oh, okay, you, what you need to do is all those rocks and and stones and, and uh, crystals that you've been farming since day one, uh, you can use to put together uh, an ore armor set, which is way more powerful than your... Uh, fully uh, upgraded in-game gear. Any in-game gear that you have right now, yep. just just that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. You, they basically all the new monsters are are at a higher tier, so they yeah. they literally started you back at at zero. So all that armor you had is it's just nothing, not strong enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I was I, thinking, did, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. I was taking like I was taking like one hit or one or two hits and I'm dead and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. master rank. Alright. Alright, fine. Fine. I'll I'll do what you need me to do. Fine. I'll I'll hunt again. <laughs> fine. You
0: know? So I I discovered that you use your ore to create your first set, or you can use ore to create your first set. Um I was able to beat the uh Kodachi clone and the um uh the no i was able to beat the Kadachi clone i i haven't been able to beat the the pookie pookie yet because i've I'm, i mean i was using my my outdated gear <laughs> and i'm actually kind of impressed with the fact that i was able to now that i know that i was actually kind of impressed that i was able to beat the Kadachi because that fight took freaking forever and it's not that it's hard he's not hard he's i'm i'm like why is this why is this mid-tier monster at best taking longer to beat solo than it is for me to solo a nerd uh a a tempered nerd gigante it it doesn't make any sense and and that's when I, i i saw on youtube uh, well, yeah, you have to you're basically starting from ground zero <laughs> and rebuilding everything yeah. uh, within this new uh, this new meta at play. So now that I know that, I can, wow, I'll be able to go in and and uh, figure it, it it'll probably be a better experience now that I know that once I build this uh, this set. So I'm, I'm
2: probably not going to try to fight a tempered Kieran with the set I've been working to build no, up. No, no, you
0: can,
1: so you can. Okay. You you can. It's just the. It's just so there. It's it's a new rank. So all of your older stuff is fine. But there's but you know how you had like low rank, high rank, and there's master rank. So you have you can still play low and high rank stuff and play t- and fight tempered Kirins and shit like that. You can still do that. It's just yeah. when you start moving into master rank uh, content, that old stuff is just not going to work.
2: Gotcha. I just want to get the ore uh, set that Kevin mentioned. That way, I could use that instead of well, my Dante you, set to fight the Kieran. But so. you get all that stuff.
1: You you yeah. it's you get all that stuff just by just by playing the game and 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 looking around. Because like a lot of the first part of the game is just expeditions, and you're basically running around. Uh, searching and looking for stuff and if you and, and if you go around and find the nodes and all this other stuff you can you can make these new like uh, bone piles is another way you can do it and make and making the bone set so you, th- there's a couple of sets that you could first first low tier sets that you can make that will make you that will make you um able to fight some of these other um some of these uh these stronger stronger uh, monsters so yeah it 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 it, it once you realize what's happening, it, 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 uh, it's, it's a lot easier for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was super frustrated. <laughs> so I was just like, this is ridiculous. How much it's like, oh, okay. Now I, I, you know, understanding what, cause what this ice is, I, I guess monster hunter worlds variant of G rank. Um, Now that I understand that and know, kind of have an idea of what I need to do, I think my, it'll be a, it'll be a better, a smoother process. But uh, yeah, up until like literally yesterday, like, like late last night, I just happened to a, a video, I went on YouTube, I said, this, it can't be this ridiculous, right? What am I doing wrong? So... I went to YouTube and uh, one of the channels that I follow uh, was talking with address that my very concern. So it it, w- it just happened to be in my feed. So I watched that video and it's like, oh, OK, now I understand. OK. So uh, but, yeah, I've, uh, all that <laughs> that part aside, uh, I, I'm actually kind of uh, uh Digging it and uh, looking forward to moving forward with the story and seeing what this, some of these, uh, what this new gear and new weapons are going to, going to yield. So this will probably be my games as a service game for, for, for the time being. I, I, I don't even know if I'm going, I don't know if I'm going to jump back into Destiny again, but. Uh, is is borderlands 3 considered a games as a service game or is it more of a traditional title i i'm not really sure but uh, um i would
2: say it's more a multiplayer uh game that does have elements of games as a service but um, does have a beginning middle and end on there oh. but uh, once you beat the game obviously there's different difficulties that open up and that's a it's imagine playing diablo but a first person shooter um, a lot of uh loot a lot of emphasis on loot so okay yeah might okay. want to check it out you know I'm, I'm pretty sure you could red box it so i might do that and i know that they said the gameplay in this is supposed to be akin to a destiny that they did spess out the gameplay quite a bit so
0: okay join us <laughs> join us <Kevin. laughs> Yeah, but I, I might, I might try to red box it at some point.
2: Or hell, you know, just like uh, Desmond says all the time, you know, check it out at Joe's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too far down the road from you, sir. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe i will have to have a Friday night fight, uh, some sort of get together like we used to. So, mm-hmm, you, you sure. could come, you come down for the weekend there with Desmond, right?
1: That would be fine.
0: Good deal alrighty then well now that we've shared our, our thoughts on, on what we've played of Iceborne we've got some news for you we're going to round out our show with our news hotline, our main event so Trader Joe why don't you kick it, kick that off for the folks
2: All Right. so i uh, got a few things just to kind of cover briefly on there, we just want to get our take. You know, it's been a while since we recorded, but uh, the main things I just want to cover is the Nintendo Direct that just happened this past week on there. So there's uh, quite a few things that were uh, announced on that. Did either of you two get a chance to watch it? Or I did. Okay. I did How about not. you, Desmond? Okay. But I know what uh, happens. Good deal. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind that they unveiled like a couple of new Pokemon. And uh, one thing that kind of stood out to me is kind of crazy is that they have something called a Curie Dex in there. So because the game is kind of pseudo based in England and England loves their curry. And so there's the Japanese, obviously. um, There is uh, some cooking you could do in the game on there and different recipes for Curie that uh, come up. On that, so so it just adds a new bent to it. Of course, they also showed Pokemon Camp on there, so you're able to take your Pokemon into the camp and play with them and do odds and ends, and you could visit some of your friends' camps too as well. So, so it's all in one big Pokemon family. So, I'm <laughs> taking a look at that. So, uh, so, any thoughts, Desmond, as far as the Curie? aspect of the game or the, the what Pokemon aspect camp? the curry aspect the cooking you mean aspect? curry
1: curry yes oh god I-, I wasn't sure what you were saying at first not- i'm not trying not to be an asshole but i was just like <laughs> I- but yeah i i don't i'm not gonna i mean it's just it reminds me of the bean stuff you know when you when you used to be able to make the beans and the, and the power drinks and stuff like that remember that it's kind of reminds me of that uh, or a or a um a version of that you talk about the puffins, you mean? Take it back in the day. Well, the puffins, but 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 in the other ones, you you could make the beans, and you would make bean, you would make shakes or something for your. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just kind of reminds me of that, you know. So they've always had so somewhat of a food element. So. Yeah. So I'm well, I, I'm I'm fine with it. You right. know, shit. I'll, I'll play it.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, there's different recipes in the game, so it's just kind of cool. So
1: I'm going to share some recipes with you. We we getting, we, we cooking up some 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 grub for our for our Pokemon our Pokemons.
2: Yes, I want to try some spicy bean medley curry. Yep. Or yeah. or some sour sausage curry. You know, it's like, sour sausage uh, curry. Yes, I'm going, I'm looking at the list right now, sir. So. so
0: does this curry have give give your Pokemon some buffs? Probably. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay.
1: That's how it's been yep. in the past, anyway. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and
2: it actually has a point to where you have to... Uh, actually, there's a component where you have to fan the flames when you're cooking the curry and stirring the pasta. So there is a gameplay mechanic to cooking as well that you have to master to cook up the best curry in the game. So, <laughs> uh,
1: Of course you do. <laughs>
2: I think it's kind of silly. Is, is this a day one for you, Kevin? I know that you were thinking about dabbling with this. I just don't know if all this um
0: is up your alley or not so. well i mean you know to me it's no different than what you do in monster hunter world i mean that uh, you're eating you're eating meals there and that's giving your character buffs and i i guess you're in this one i mean you can create meals in monster hunter world as well but yeah. in this one i guess you're you're trying to put recipes together there's more of an emphasis on that yeah to give your character uh, your your Pokemon some buffs and, and uh, advantages in in their fight, so I, I kind of look at it as just another gameplay element. You know, good deal. I, good deal. I'm not hating on it. Like I said, I haven't cared about Pokemon games ever, but for for whatever reason, uh, this one just kind of grabbed my attention. So uh, I'm I'm interested in in checking to see what this is all about.
2: Well, we're gonna have to trade Pokemon in battle then we're going to have to make a gaming vessels like (laughs) battle crew (laughs) battle tested. So,
1: Oh Lord.
2: (laughs) Am I burning your soul?
1: A little bit, but it's
2: fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Other aspects of the direct, Uh, big long video about the, the new animal crossing. Uh, I've never been animal crossing fan. So, I don't know if this is up your alley or not, Desmond. This is uh, Animal never crossing New Horizons. Okay. So none of us really care. The next subject. Okay. Um, Overwatch port for the Switch. on uh, there. good for Overwatch fans out there. All three on, of us. Hold on, I... hold, on, hold,
1: on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No disrespect to anyone who does play the... Uh, uh, oh, no. Animal Crossing, of course. Animal Crossing. Because I have friends that do play that game and they fucking love it. But I'm just like... I was never anyone to be all like i gotta play this animal crossing game so yeah so uh have fun all you animal crossing people <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cha-ching! yes we won't be talking about it on the show unless you know if you listeners really want to hear animal crossing talk, you know, just uh, let us know you know if you um are adamant enough who knows you know maybe we'll one of us have we'll have to purchase it I mean I, th- I mean, I thought about
1: it in the past, you know, trying it out and stuff, but I just never pulled the bullet or pulled the trigger on it, so I don't know. Gotcha.
2: All right, yeah, they did announce uh, a number of different ports to the Switch, and so good for Switch owners. Well, I am a Switch owner, but, you know, a lot of these games, I'm already going to be playing on other consoles. The portable aspect doesn't kind of speak to me, so I'm kind of, I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, Overwatch is coming to the Switch. Um, also, um Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming to the Switch, and it does have cross-save with the uh, console and PC versions, which is kind of cool if you do want to play that on the go on that. Um, Also, too, they did announce a um, port of the uh, Return of the Oberdin, which is a game that was quite noted on PC on that, and of course they don't mention the fact that this game is also coming out (laughs) for PS4 and Xbox One as well, so... Now keep in mind, some of these games they unveiled on the Direct are actually just coming for normal consoles as well on there. So other consoles. So, And uh, also, too, taking a look, uh, they did have more footage of Trials of Mana on there, which we talked about earlier on there. And like you, I did mention, it's coming out for uh, PS4 and PC as well. And uh, also two big bangers on this direct. Uh, they did announce a remastered version of the Xenoblade Chronicles first game in the series. That is a definitely day one for me on that. Desmond, did you uh, see that at all, or is that something that's going to catch your attention
1: a bit? Uh, quite possible, you know. But again, I-, I-, I have to see more about it. Gotcha. Oh, I already pre-ordered it, so that's how. Because I, really I really didn't notice that, you know. I I only, I only looked at a couple of specific, you know, stuff from the direct. I didn't watch it all the way, you know. I just, you know, people did little, you know, blurbs about it, and those are what I watched. So, gotcha.
2: Anything stand out to you on the direct
0: at all, Kevin? Uh, the Terry Bogard. Uh,
1: yes, now that intro. was cool. That
0: was the best trailer cool. for a game I've ever seen in my life. That it, I mean, I'm I'm an SNK fanatic anyway, so that's why it struck a chord with me, but I loved that that trailer. That was so awesome how they introduced uh, Terry into that it, it into into that uh uh into that universe. So, yeah, I I haven't played Smash in a long time i have the game uh got a con- got a controller battle pad for it uh my nephews my my eldest great nephew's birthday was this summer i hooked him up with two of the best uh battle pad the same ones i have that are considered the best battle paddle- battle pads for smash brother in the world so I got him two of those to replace the ones I got him for Christmas, which both broke like within a week <laughs> after he started using them. Um, and yeah, I'm that, 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 that Terry trailer had me, had me kind of hyped. So I, I thought that was super dope.
1: Poor geese. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. I was <laughs> like, oh, damn.
2: <laughs> Do you geese be dying again? Like uh, the usual sound. On there. So, yeah, there's definitely the Smash thing uh, kind of stood out to me. I'm not going to buy or play Smash, so I could tell you that right now, even though I love the fan service in that game on there. I think uh, they stated that they're adding a couple characters uh, from Mega Man, including Proto Man, and then they're also adding a Goemon Goemon skin (laughs) uh, to the um, Mii Fighter, I believe.
0: Yeah, those are all Mii Fighter skins.
2: Yeah. On there, so to me, it's like it, there's so much like love to classic eight and sixteen bit console gaming from Sakurai and his team on there. I almost wish, in a way, I was into it more. Or maybe I'd give it a shot at some point on that. So uh, the SNES announcement was kind of expected, but it's a surprise that they did bring that out and they pretty much bombed twenty games onto the Switch. So if you do have a Nintendo Online account. Uh, you're able to play a number of different uh, SNES games, including uh, some oddities, including uh, Demon's Crest and um, Breath of Fire 1 is on there. So, I don't know if Desmond, if you have an online account yet or not? For which one? For a Switch. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, check it out. Yeah, they they pretty much bombed uh, 20 SNES games on the online service, so
1: i would definitely check it out especially breath
2: of fire oh for sure i just uh, that kind of took me back a bit and i know that i have one person i follow on twitter is a big breath of fire fan that works for capcom you know you know obviously the connections there but uh um he put a quite a lengthy post as far as just all about breath of fire one and uh, you know i'm wanting to go back and play that plus breath of fire two and three for that matter so four you know so um also super kirby clash was announced it's a uh, free to start game so i don't know if you're gonna check that out kevin or not i know you're a big kirby fan so
0: i like kirby but i don't know anybody i don't even my little even my little uh, nephew is not super duper into kirby uh, and he's the only one that has a switch. His, uh, his sister and his cousin don't want, don't, aren't. They take a switch if you gave it to them, but they don't really, you know, they're not really all that hype for one. Uh, and that's the way, it, the way it kind of, it's kind of built is that it's like a co-op boss battle, like a co-op boss rush. Yeah. And so each Kirby has their own role. Um, so if you're not in communication, uh, probably not going to uh, go very well. So that'll probably if if I can talk my my little nephew into getting it, then I'll get it. But just something for me to play, no. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, it's free to start
0: though. It's free.
2: It's you know 100 downloadable for free.
0: Yeah, but it's I mean, it, it, if, if, if I'm, I'm not gonna. My little nephew has just started high school, (laughs) gotcha. Uh, So it's like I don't want to be on there with freaking twelve-year-old kids. Uh, That's, and that's probably who's really going to be playing that game. That's real. (laughs) That's real. I might
2: check it out because it's free. So I like the other free to start stuff on the 3DS, including like you know the Pokemon Shuffle and you know a few other games they put on there. As long as there's enough a component for me to play. I mean, if I want to buy maybe a character or two, maybe it's something to think about. I just don't know what the ultimate price for the game is going to be. So, we'll have to, I'll, I'll let you know in future episodes of this show if I went through to check it out. So, uh, another game that got kind of unveiled and got a final name was Little Town Hero. This was a game that was initially um, shown on a prior Nintendo Direct uh, tentatively called a town on there but this is from game freak on there and so it's an rpg but it plays a little bit different from pokemon on there um they're doing something new you actually play as citizens of this particular town that have to fight against the monsters that show up on there and the menu system looks pretty interesting and it'll be out on october 16th on there and um they got the uh developer and creator of undertale to do the soundtrack for the game he has several tracks in the game and so he does do some amazing chiptune work so something that is definitely going to be on my radar and uh, once it comes out next month on there so and uh, from there that's pretty much you know there's a lot of little Nooks and crannies with the direct, but uh, that was the main thing for me at least. Just the Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, there is a port of that particular uh, Wii U game for Fire Emblem and Shimagami Tensai that's getting a port on there. So that's Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, FE Encore is coming. Uh, it'll be out in January on there. So, so for you Fire Emblem fans and/or uh, Persona fans out there, you might want to take a look at that. You know, it might be up your alley too, Kev. If need be, so.
0: And you know, I kind of want to play that Mario versus Sonic in Tokyo at at look the Olympic games. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's another one of those games that I never really cared about before. But for whatever reason, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen them demoed on, you know, when on the stage pressers and and uh, uh, Nintendo directs before, but. For whatever reason, this one just looks kind of dope, so I think I'm going to be getting. Well, definitely <laughs> let know us design. know. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the Olympic Games. That's all. That's a Sega joint. The Nintendo, mm-hmm. I don't think, has much involvement with that particular series on there. That's Sega's doing on there. So, so definitely something to keep an eye on. Because I mean, I've never been a Mario Party fan myself. But I would think, like, you know, track and field type games, Olympic games, or more up my speed. I remember playing track and field in the arcade a long time ago. That I enjoyed quite a bit. Yep. You know it. So, as long as I don't have to beat buttons to death, (laughs) I'll have to see (laughs) how it actually plays. But, uh, you know, so, factoids and, you know, Nintendo keeping it real on their direct. So, excited by quite a few things that they showed, so. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish they would get Beyond Ports. I mean, it just seems like, okay, we're bringing those to the platform. Oh, hey, we're bringing those to the platform. And it's like, you know, like, do I need Devil May Cry 2? <laughs> do I need to buy Devil May, Devil May Cry Nobody needs Devil May Cry 2. I know, but they're bringing it out for some freaking reason. So, <laughs> All right. In the uh, mystic land of Japan, Sega and the uh, team that is responsible for the Yakuza series on there had a press conference on October twenty, October August 29th on there and they unveiled Yakuza Seven on there. So there's a little bit of griping on the internet about this a little bit uh, because of the fact that they are mixing it up. They are making this a, a JRPG where you are having to do term based combat in this game on there and they said that yakuza 7 is going to be different from most turn-based traditional g uh characters will be constantly moving and doing something the core concept is showing fights while the city keeps breathing uh, when a battle starts npcs not participating in the battle will still be there just like in past yakuza games and you'll still be able to use environment science bicycles etc on there so and uh what they're going to do is the battle transition is going to be seamless. Battles take place in the same environment as the exploration, on there. So, meaning the initial situation, of the battle always depends on how you trigger the encounter with the enemies. It's also possible to suddenly get attacked by enemies who are hiding as well. So, it's like your, uh, you know, surprise battle technique in, in, you know, Dragon Quest or other games of that genre, on there. So. And they did go more into detail about the battle system on the game. So I'm definitely willing to give it a shot. And once it does come out, it will be out in Japan in January 16th, uh, 2020. And it'll be launching in the West later on in 2020 on there. So, and then, you know, they did mention too that, you know, there was some hubbub about, uh, you know, the game being a turn-based RPG and uh, the producer uh, Takashiro Nagoshi explained that uh, they'll be going back to action and gameplay just in case if this doesn't work or if people don't like it on there and I'd rather just let them do do their thing make their game you know they've made so many Yakuza's I kind of trust that team to do what they want to do on there so because you know they're associating the game with Kiru, but Kiryu's, uh tale's kind of done in Yakuza 6 so on there, but uh, you know they wanted to kind of continue the series, but doing it in their own ways. So, and you guys have any opinions of it, of this new story, or Yakuza Seven at all?
0: I I gotta be honest, I was a little bit concerned, a little bit. Uh, I was like, eh, I don't know, because you know, turn based is not my favorite genre. The only thing that I can that I can say is that. For whatever reason, Persona resonates with me. Every Persona game since Golden. Uh, well, there's only been one, so I can't say every one as if there's been a whole bunch of them after that. Like uh, Persona Golden uh, and Persona 5, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 are both turn-based RPGs, and I love them to death. There's enough interaction uh with with that within that turn-based combat system that just for whatever reason just resonates with me so if they can hit on a similar pattern with it the way that uh the persona games do then you know hey more power to you i am just like you know i and i appreciate the they they want to try something new and something different. I mean, the the Yakuza series is has been going on for quite a while, but they have, particularly with Yakuza Zero, man, they have uh, revamped that system, that that beat 'em up system and how you uh, uh, how you access different skills in your tree. And I'm sorry that that investing in yourself, beating the yen out of the thugs on the street and taking their money and literally investing it in yourself to increase your skills is just freaking brilliant and a um, commentary on the 80s as a whole. I, and I, I just thought that was just absolutely brilliant for what they did in, in Yakuza 0. So, you know, I'm glad that they're not taking the... The real-time beat em ups out of the equation for future, you know, iterations of Yakuza. Uh, I always like it when a developer wants to try something new, uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm kind of like uh, I I don't like change. <laughs> so we'll see uh, we'll see how it turns out. You know, I, I'll I'll pick up the game.
2: Yeah, I yeah. definitely get through my uh, Yakuza backlog too. So.
1: I mean, I'll pick it up. I think it's an interesting um, toss up or shake up to the to the formula of the game, um, and you know, again, if you don't like it, you can always you know play those old games or play ju- uh, Judgment. It's, that's kind of like that. So, so I'm interested. So I'll probably pick it up. I mean, you know, I have, love of the, course, I want to see more gameplay, of course, but I'll I'll pick it up most likely. Love
2: that the new the new protagonist of the particular game, Yakuza Seven. Uh, is a big fan of Dragon Quest. They actually have a Dragon Quest uh, <laughs> interlude in the backstory of the um, protagonist in the game. So, all right. And last but not least, I got one last news story for you guys. It's kind of a rumor uh, that guys floating around, but uh, uh, there is a supposedly a sequel to PlayStation's All Stars Battle Royale in development on there. So they're saying it's being developed by Capcom. And that the game is a 3D fighting game uh, akin to The City or Power Stone on there, and the content will include single and multiplayer gameplay as well as focusing on being a games as a service title on there. Um, They said that uh, gameplay is going to be very casually attractable yet diverse uh, from characters and depth still available on tourney scale. On there said that the gameplay will utilize a lock-on button, super moves that could be easily executed via shoulder buttons. We have a face button like an L2 and triangle, L1 and square. On there, that the UI and HUD elements are also very easy to track for casual players. No damage numbers or anything on there. Uh, they stated that Fortnite is their inspiration for the visual style of the game. <laughs> Environments are very cartoonish looking, like Borderlands and Fortnite baby look <laughs> on there. I I think we probably have some comments about the Fortnite baby look uh, Mm. once I get through reading this, Kev. (laughs) Um, They said, I guess suppose suppose the project was attempted and canceled numerous times during the PlayStation 4's lifetime and was developed by other Sony developers and partners on there. Uh, The rationale behind the support now is due to the success of multiplayer games as a service titles. On there, they said simply Sony wasn't too hot on the quality of other titles and didn't want to spend their money on licenses. But after seeing uh, the excessive live titles and their lack of multiplayer games, they went huge on this. They partnered with Capcom to make this a huge hit, and live title be popular to the end. The PS5 on there, so this is that the game's going to be out uh, it will occur with the launch of PS5 and later on Windows PC. On there, uh, they're not going to bring out a PlayStation 4 version of the game. On there, and that they are heavily invested in the title Sony is, and so we'll spend an amazingly a lot of money at tourney sponsoring Evo, etc. on there. So, they did supposedly say that they have 24 characters at launch uh, that will include Nathan Drake, Kratos, Sackboy, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Aloy, uh, the Hellgas from Killzone, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Laura Croft jill valentine um cat from gravity rush dante parappa uh ellie from the last of us <laughs> delson Rowe from infamous cloud salt snake ryu and chun lee on there so uh that there's a rumor too that they might have spider-man in the game too but we'll have to see about that so they've talked about other characters including ape escape characters like cooper mike hagar Fat princess, Tekken characters, so on and so forth. So, uh, any opinions about this, gentlemen?
0: Uh, you kind of lose me when you start talking Fortnite. Um, <laughs> I gotta be real, but if they're trying to say that if they wanted to to play like a like a an updated Power Stone, that could be interesting.
2: Yeah, it would be for me as well. So.
0: We'll see so this if this is, is going to have to be a wait and see. Yeah. Who knows, is this even true? So yeah,
2: see, you know, I don't yeah.
1: know. I, it seems weird to me, but yeah, stranger things have happened.
2: Yep. All right, gentlemen.
0: So that's all the news I have bringing to the table tonight. Well, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that trader Joe. And with, with that news, we're going to be wrapping up our show. Contact. Uh, you can reach me at Shonuff71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. You can also reach email our show at GamingVessels at gmail.com. That's where you're going to want to send your questions, comments. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you're going to want to send that request to that email there uh so des where can the folks get a hold of you on social media
1: yeah you can check me out on the nemo six s i x uh on twitter and uh, you can also check me out on um uh uh p s n as uh nemo tigger n e m o t g g r um yeah so those are pretty much the two places that that i look at most is um is twitter and um on on PSN. I don't know when I'm going to turn on any of that other stuff. <laughs> so, like I really don't know. So, yeah, on Twitter it's the Nemo6 uh, S I X, not the number 6. And uh yeah, so uh contact me, shoot me you know, and definitely, you know, contact us, let us know how you think of the sh- what you think of the show. And uh and yeah, I know we're going to most likely trying we're trying to get game nights up uh, on a much more uh, reasonable time uh and a more consistent time so basically stay uh stay in touch with us you know and if you want to play with us let us know when's a good time for you
0: absolutely absolutely and trader joe where can the fine folks get a hold of you on social media
1: okay
2: uh, mainly on twitter Uh, my twitter handle is joe fungul so that's j-o-e-f-o-n-g-u-l on psn i am Kamunagara k-a-m-u-n-a-g-a-r-a i'm also available um, not as much on other platforms uh, Mr. Fungul on Xbox, M-R-F-O-N-G-U-L On their Kamenagara Also on uh, Switch, Nintendo Network And also on Steam On there, so uh, That's pretty much how you If you want to message me, message me on Twitter I check Twitter every day, or check us out On our Gaming Vessels Twitter as well, I do Check that,
0: so all right, and, and I forgot to mention mine. I'm also Shonuff7, double the number seven, seven on PlayStation Network. Also Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 on Xbox Live as well. And folks, we just want to uh, say thank you for uh, letting us spend some time in your auditory canals, bouncing our opinions on the gaming industry within your heads, Oh. Uh, for Trader Joe, aka The Food Maxo Gaming, and for Dez, the Bay Area Terror, I am Kevin, aka of 71 and we'll be back next time with another episode. Peace.